0: testify to you that Jesus Christ lives. He directs his church. He speaks to his prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, and he loves all Heavenly Father's children. On this Easter Sunday, we commemorate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. His atonement, culminating with his resurrection, after three days in a borrowed tomb stands as the greatest miracle in human history for behold he pronounced i am god and i am a god of miracles have miracles ceased because christ hath ascended into heaven and hath sat down on the right hand of god the prophet mormon asks in the book of mormon he answers nay neither have angels ceased to minister unto the children of men. Following the crucifixion, an angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, who with the few other women had gone to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. The angel said, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, for he is risen. The Book of Mormon prophet Abinadi proclaimed of that miracle, if Christ had not risen from the dead, there could have been no resurrection. But there is a resurrection. Therefore, the grave hath no victory, and the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ. The miraculous acts of Jesus Christ caused the early disciples to exclaim, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him as the early apostles followed jesus christ and heard him teach the gospel they witnessed many miracles they saw the blind receive their sight and the lame walk and lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them miracles signs and wonders abound among followers of jesus christ today in your lives and in mine. Miracles are divine acts, manifestations, and expressions of God's limitless power and an affirmation that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, who created the seas, can calm them. He who gave sight to the blind can lift our sights to heaven. He who cleansed the lepers can mend our infirmities. He who healed the impotent man can call for us to rise up with come follow me.
1: And that is Elder Rasband from Behold, I am a God of Miracles. This was from our most recent conference here in April of 2021. Welcome, this is Stephanie Colvin and I am your host at LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. And if you're new, thanks for coming by and visiting with us. We hope you stay. This week's episode is on the power of obedience and miracles. Normally I spend time researching and Assembling an episode, praying and reflecting, making sure that the episode is pleasing unto my Savior and my Heavenly Father, our Savior and Heavenly Father. Only they can know what needs to be said in any given episode to edify and uplift and to help the foundation of faith grow for those who hear my voice, however long distance it may be. I feel so spiritually impressed today to just talk. And it's very intimidating, very intimidating. Um, But when I fall and lean back on my own understanding, I feel the urgent, ever present push of the Spirit of God to just share and to be open. I think a lot of that is because we see the hand of God in the details of our lives, when we bear testimony and witness of His power and glory, of His love, His mercy, of all that He does to sustain us while we're here on earth, to help us through this this time, and it's hard, it's real, it's very real and very difficult and very challenging. And it's so easy to be consumed by the hard, the real and the trials and the challenging. So easy. What's hard is exercising that faith first. So I've shared before my husband and I, our situation here and um, especially financially. We, uh, for those of you who are new and aren't aware of our situation, because of our little home here and the things that we deal with when my father-in-law became ill and needed 24-7 care um, we knew and he knew that he had to go to some type of care home thankfully we were blessed with a home that's about 45 minutes away from us um, that ended up working with us on the price uh, because as with everything here in California it's expensive and we've been able to sustain that for going on almost three years which when this all began I made it very clear to my husband and father-in-law that this we would only be able to sustain this for a year and when I mean sustain this I'm talking about continuing to pay the mortgage for our home uh, the bills that are associated with the home. Of course, we have, you know, our car payment. We have car insurance bills. We have medication, uh, co-payments and things like that that really add up with the amount of care that we're needing within our little family here. And then we have John's care, which is greater than a mortgage payment. And he receives that 24-7 care. He's in an awesome home that gives him wonderful loving care and they they share their faith they're Filipino they're very strong in their faith and it's just been a wonderful situation for him and I'll never forget in June of 2018 I went home and I shared my concerns with my parents about my father-in-law's health and my dad gave me a blessing and in that blessing it said that John's health would continue to deteriorate but that he would find and be placed in a home that would be good for him, where he will be happy. And that's exactly what happened. He's been placed in a home where he has 24 seven care. They do not charge extra like most places do for the little things that um, he needs and sometimes the big things that he needs as his care continues to change and needs to be more and more uh, attentive. Um, Most places will charge extra for the extra care, every little thing they have to do. And thankfully, this place has not done that. They've been just a tremendous blessing for us. But um, as we continue to endure and are able to maintain the things that we have, and my husband and I, you know, we know that we were given this house, that it was a blessing um, from God and Christ When we came to look at this house, it was a rental. It was not taken care of. It was extremely neglected. It needed massive TLC and we got it at a very good price, Um, but we immediately had to put over $100,000 into the house and that was an extreme hardship for us, especially because we didn't realize that the majority of that was going to be devoted to the plumbing. Um, we were told when we hired our, our home inspector that the plumbing would be fine and that it would need to be replaced within three to five years. Well, that didn't happen. It had to be replaced within the first 30 days. And so, you know, if you're aware of plumbing prices and how much it takes to fix those kind of things and replace and to repair, it's it, it goes well into the thousands. And um, yet we were able to do it, and I don't really know how. I don't work, what I do is I help my husband, I am his, I always describe my role in his life as I am his stilts for him to go and do all that the Lord wants him to do and that includes to be a protector and a provider, he he needs that experience, which he would not have had if the Lord hadn't brought us together, he would have continued to live, I'm sure as a bachelor. But he's learning so many important um, eternal refining lessons from continuing to work and to provide for the family. And so my job is to ensure that he can continue to do so. But on top of that, as I take care of my family as well, um, mental illness does run in our immediate family. And um, these are the ones, my children, my husband, my parents, my father-in-law, that need me the most to help them to be successful in life. And uh, it's been a calling that I've been willing to step into those shoes and fill those boots. Um, It is exhausting, it is taxing, as any caregiver knows. Um, And especially with my parents' uh, health deteriorating as they continue to age, and my father-in-law, there's just, there's stresses, there's worries, um, and they just never seem to go away. And yet here we are, faithful, living the gospel the best that we can, doing the things that we need to do, but we never do it to perfection because we're so fallen. We have these weaknesses that keep us, thankfully, humble and teachable. Um, But these weaknesses sometimes can also keep me off And I'm speaking for myself, not my husband, from the blessings of the fullness of the gospel. So I wanted to share something that happened this morning. My husband was paid today. And in order to get through the month, I had to borrow a few hundred dollars from my daughter-in-law who got her tax return. So this morning, I was moving money over from the accounts, trying to get everything covered. And I sent over the money that they had graciously and lovingly loaned me to get through the month. When I sent that money over, I was very concerned. There's always this red alert light going off in my brain. How am I going to do all that I need to do this month? Especially with the month of June, there's extra costs this month for our care, for my father-in-law's care. And I just don't know how I'm going to be able to stretch the money to cover everything Um, that needs to be covered and we're getting notices in the mail and you know, the verbiage that they use in these notices that they send out always instill fear, fear so that you will react and do something, um, to get them paid, to get them satisfied. Um, what I've learned as I've gotten older is I don't buy into the verbiage that they use to get me to respond quickly, but I know responsibly I need to take care of these obligations and these debts that we have. So I sent the money back to my son, and I sent a text to him and to uh, my daughter-in-law thanking them for their help. Uh, I paid a few of bills, which are very large, and um, was making breakfast at the same time. Now, during May, the whole month, I've been really thinking about how we're going to be able to fit tithing in with all the demands on our finances, and I just remember at the beginning of the month telling my husband that we just have to do it, and I'm not going to lean into my own understanding anymore. Um, We just need to do it some way, somehow, we just need to do it, so... I paid tithing this morning, and it was scary as all heck, because I really don't know how we're going to make it through the month, and I just sat down at the breakfast table while my husband was eating, and I was sharing with him the thoughts that were going through my head, um, my fear about paying tithing, but that it was done, and it felt so good, oh my gosh, it felt so good to finally be able to pay tithing, understanding that all we have is the Lord's anyways. Um, All we have is out of his mercy and love and grace, and that takes me back to the house. We know that this home was a blessing that was given to us, but it wasn't a perfectly packaged blessing because the blessings just really never are. There are still trials and speed bumps in the road that we have to overcome, But the good thing and what we know from the scriptures, which are the word of God, is that he provides a way through for us. All we need to do is be faithful. Faithful, repenting. So I expressed to my husband, I said, you know, I really want to get our lives in order. And I want to put God first, just like the earlier saints did when they were crossing land and seas to come to the promised land, the land of inheritance. Um, I want to be faithful like those pioneers. I want to be faithful like the modern day examples that we have. I want to be faithful like the apostles and the prophets and those that speak during the conferences talk about. They know that we can do it. I want to believe in myself just as much as they believe in me. I want to believe that we can do it just as much as Heavenly Father and Christ believes that we can do it. And I want to be the daughter that they know that I can be. I want to fulfill the measure of my creation. But I'm always falling and leaning to my own understanding. And that's always my biggest obstacle. Because there are a lot of risks and things riding on this. Right? Right? There's so much that is unknown, and if it's not handled in just a particular way, we could lose everything. So, why do I continue to lean unto my own understanding? It's out of fear, because I know at least the details and what's going to happen. But we continue to month after month be in this situation. And as I continue to serve the Lord through my callings and doing this podcast and sharing of myself, believe me, I am, by nature, I'm an introverted person when it comes to the things that we deal with. I'm not very open about it, but I've learned when I return to the gospel, in order to fulfill that first covenant at baptism, we have to be open people cannot tend to our needs and comfort us when we need to be comforted and mourn with us when we need to mourn if we're not opening up and sharing of ourselves so fast forward you know what seven years and I'm getting better at that um this has been a huge challenge and trial for us and uh After teaching section 59 in Doctrine and Covenants, yesterday in seminary, in verse one, it says, an eye single to the glory of God. We studied that out. What does that mean, an eye single to the glory of God? So we have a young gentleman in our class who is really good at soccer. And uh, I asked him to explain to the class how long he's been playing soccer. He said about seven or eight years. And I asked him, what does that entail? Like, how do you perfect your craft? And for about seven or eight years, four to five times a week, he would spend an hour to two hours every day practicing. Now he's on um, a special team, and they're doing really well. I believe that they're undefeated, uh, but don't quote me on that. But they are doing very well, and uh, I know that he's a good, very good soccer player. And then I moved to my husband who's also a great example of discipline who gets up every morning at 2.30 and he's at the gym. He's there for two hours. He does this five times a week and he spends that time, effort, sweat and dedication to what he loves, to what benefits his life. See, it sets the tone for his day, mentally, emotionally especially physically. And if you take those two examples, you can really understand the kind of focus and dedication that we need in order to fulfill that and having an eye single to the glory of God. So this morning, even though my mortal mind is freaking out at all the bills I have to pay and the fact that we want to pay tithing, I just decided, you know what, I want to be an example of the believers. I want to be one of those people that we talk about, that we learn about, that we see. Um, We have modern day examples. We have plenty of examples throughout the scriptures. We have examples in our own families, within our own circle and sphere of influence. Who do I want to be? And it's those choices that are so important. That choice divides us between those who seek after the Lord and those who are looking for the instant gratification, like the story with the brother and sister who got paid their weekly allowances and the brother was spending his immediately uh, for that immediate gratification. Whereas a sister, she saved hers and eventually bought herself a bicycle. I want to be like the sister. So we paid our tithing this morning and it felt so good. Have you ever noticed or reflected on how you feel when you're obedient and you're keeping the laws and commandments of the Lord? How does that feel? Does it really feel like something bad or something that you shouldn't have done? Do you regret it? I have never felt regret for being obedient to the Lord. And I just trust Him. And then as I was talking to my husband about it, you know, to be able to use his faith too to supplement my own and join it together um, was very, very helpful. And then, boom, my phone goes off. Now, going back to my son and daughter-in-law who helped us to get through this month, I sent them that money back. And um, when my phone went off, after paying tithing, after saying a prayer, after discussing all of this with my husband, not really knowing how we're going to get through the month, um... My son texted back and said, Mom, we're sending half back because we want to be able to help. And I just crumbled. Because, you know, the teachings that come from our leaders here in the church, the lessons that we study out are true. God is in the details of the details of the details of our lives. And it's so important that we recognize His power and authority in His hand, His grace and His love and His mercy. And I was just so struck. And I, you know, I listened to the talk that Elder Rasband gave at this last conference this morning while taking a shower. And it's about God being a God of miracles. That talk is powerful and it's moving. And it really helped me to build up my bravery and courage to do the things that I need to do specifically with tithing. And then to have my son do this, knowing the situation that they're in and all of the demands on their money and what's going on in their life, I just quickly said in my mind, Father, I see you. And please bless Dylan and Candace, that this sacrifice will be consecrated for their good and that they will be able to see thy hand in this sacrifice and blessing that they've given to us. And by recognizing Thy hand, Father, that they can grow their own faith, and their own testimony, and leading them to have a desire place within them to come unto Christ and to come unto Heavenly Father, and to live their lives for for them, for Father and Christ. Um, in that talk about God being a God of miracles, we there was a warning that uh, we are not to dismiss the miracles and the blessings that come from God, thinking that it's been because of us do- something that we've done, um, something that through our own understanding and intelligence that we made happen, um, that is evil and it's wicked. And uh, glory be to God. Glory be to God in Christ, always in all things. I am so grateful for The merciful understanding that i receive in my life that i feel like oftentimes that my life is one big ball of weakness i have so many challenges and trials and addictions and things that constantly niggle me it's a constant niggle every time life goes gets rough or gets going it's these things these thoughts that go off in my head oh, it's okay if you do this, and oh, it's okay if you do that. God will understand. What I've learned from that and enduring that and doing my best not to give in to that is that Father loves me as I am in this very moment with all my imperfections and flaws, with all of my weaknesses, with all of my inabilities and my abilities. He loves me for who I am right now. He loves me who I was. He loves me who I will become. He knows and trusts me to become all that he has asked of me. And I'm grateful that he's placed that piece of knowledge within me because it gives me hope. And it helps me to be confident in my life. I don't believe in using the gospel of Jesus Christ to beat ourselves down. When we beat ourselves down and we become negative and criticizing ourselves it is so hard to become obedient and faithful under that umbrella of doomsday and woe is me. Please, please, please use the gospel to uplift and know that as you live the gospel, the things that are in your life that maybe separate you from the blessings of the gospel, whether or not you can take the sacrament, whether or not you can go into the temple, whether or not you can hold a particular calling, As long as you continue to go and do, just go and do. Don't try to reason or understand, just do what you know to be true and correct. Follow that faith and everything will be put in its proper order. The things that you're looking to cut out of your life will naturally fall out of your life as you continue to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to live the commandments of God, including repentance, and having a repenting heart. I don't really know what I'm going to name this episode because I've been all over the spectrum with this, but I do know that um, my greatest desire is to be a servant of the Lord. And I can only do that by remaining faithful and true and repenting daily. And it's through this desire that I have been blessed to hear the voice of the Lord through the Holy Ghost and to know how I can serve Him. So, I continue to follow and be obedient to this prompting, to the inspiration, and it is my greatest desire that whoever is hearing my voice, however far you are from me, It is through the Spirit of God and the technology that we've been given in modern day that can bridge that distance and help uplift and edify. May you use the gospel of Jesus Christ to be a positive influence and working force in your life to prioritize the things in your life to truly be a disciple and servant to God and Christ in all that you do. It will be through the righteous that lucifer is enslaved and put into prison during the millennia that we'll be able to get so much done because he's not there to tempt he's not there to persuade he's just gone and i believe that we can pass on this faith and this righteousness just like the stripling warriors mothers did I believe that as parents, as mothers and fathers, and those who fill those roles as guardians and whatever role that you may have, that we can pass on that faith and this conviction to the Lord, to these generations that are coming up. We need them to be strong in the foundation of their faith and the foundation and rock of our Redeemer. And it is through the older generation that the younger generation will build that faith and that confidence and trust in God and in Christ. And this is our calling. I hope I've said something today that has been helpful. I appreciate all that you guys do to support and to continue to come back and listen as I do my best to fulfill this missionary effort Thank you for reaching out through DMs on Instagram, LDSRPRL Podcast. Um, this episode came about today because of one of those conversations that I had with a listener, and I am grateful for the faith um, she followed through a prompting that she was given to reach out to me. And miracles are manifested when we obey the promptings, and the inspiration that we're given. And uh, I just want you to know, and I want to bear my testimony, that there is one baptism, that there is one authority, that there is one church of Jesus Christ here on earth. And we do have the fullness. The fullness is continuing to um, be ongoing. And uh, there's still much that needs to happen and to be revealed and to be given to us and I am grateful for the leadership that we have in the structure of God's kingdom here on earth from the bishopric to the Relief Society presidency to the Young Women's and Young Men's presidency to the primary presidencies and all that they do uh, to sacrifice to fulfill these callings to the stake presidency and their leadership to our 70s and our local area leaders on up to our apostles and finally to our beloved prophet who is 95 years old and truly is the prophet for our day do you not see god sustaining him in his calling i certainly do i love him with my whole heart and i know that everything that comes from his mouth is the word of god Jesus Christ sits at the head of this church. He works through his servants. May we live lives so that we can serve the Lord and bring about his kingdom on earth. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stay healthy, stay safe, and most importantly, stay faithful and remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next week, much love and God bless.